you listen to the episode today? Uh, yeah, I did because <laughs> you like I'm... the weird outtake beginning. <laughs> yeah, no, it was good. Just a trio of body horror episodes. I didn't even. I forgot. Together, breakfast ended in a horrifying manner too. Yeah, it does kind of, <laughs> doesn't it? Yeah, it's like what if Cronenberg directed Steven Universe for three episodes? Yeah. Tuning into Gay Space Rocks, a Steven Universe watching or something another podcast, hmm. uh, where we watch Steven Universe or something another. Uh, I am your host, uh, Brian. You can find me on uh, Twitter at uh, RoomwarePod, and you can find the show also on Twitter at Gay Space Pod. With me, as always, is my co-host August. Hi, I'm August. I literally just waved at the microphone because <laughs> that's the kind of dumb bitch I am. Um, you can find me on Twitter at HarpyDora and, uh, oh, my pronouns are they, them. No, I don't have pronouns today. Fuck it. Don't refer to me. Nah, fuck the, yeah, fuck pronouns today. Um, also you can find our podcasting guild on Twitter. It's at, or it's at stones underscore standing. It's the standing stones podcasting guild. Uh, our Twitter handle is somewhat confusing. Uh, it was the best we could do. It's true, but I always mess it up when I'm trying to type it. (laughs) Um, so yeah, today we're talking about episodes four through six of Steven Universe, or as I'm going to now dub the Cronenberg Trilogy. Yeah. Um, yeah. It do be like that, huh? It be the fuck like that. Um, also, this week, uh, when we're recording this, not when you're hearing this, because you're going to hear this in two weeks, uh, but uh, when we're recording this, it's uh, officially uh, the week of Ruby and Sapphire's anniversary, so happy anniversary to two lesbians in a trench coat. Uh, those fake... People. I guess the episode, I think it's the anniversary of the episode airing, um, which we'll get to in like three years or something. Uh, <laughs> it's fine. And also, I saw this thing, I sent this to August, uh, apparently there's like a, a Steven Universe card deck builder game coming out called uh, Palooza that looks good. A Kickstarter, I guess, is going to start soon, but like it's a cute little deck building game and the art looks really fun. And it's got, like, cool little, like, gym bobbles. Uh, it looks fun, so keep an eye out for that. And maybe I'll talk about it when the Kickstarter goes live or something. So. Yeah. Yep. Uh, other can, than that... Oh, go on, sorry. We can kickstart it and then write it off on our taxes because money is fake and so is capitalism. Uh, that's true. We could. Um... So yeah, the I I, I I looked around on Tumblr or not Tumblr. Pff, pff, Tumblr's dead. Uh, <laughs> I looked around on Reddit. That's a website that's still not dead yet, somehow. Um, I was looking around the Steven Universe Reddit. I didn't find anything like super fun. Um, not necessarily anything bad. It's just like the Steven Universe is the kind of Reddit that's like 
it's for a show that is officially complete um, and isn't uh, trash-fucking-garbage in the same way that, say, I don't know, the Harry Potter uh, fandom is. So, like, it th- there's not, like, a whole lot of good stuff on there. There's some good memes still. Um, I don't know. I feel like, I feel like uh, a lot of Steven Universe drama did happen on Tumblr. So maybe, I don't maybe know. Maybe Tumblr like, is the place to get... I don't know how to deep dive on Tumblr, like get way back in the shit. You know what I mean? Uh, maybe, maybe I'll do some digging. Yeah, you're you're like an experienced Tumblr, not. Yes. I was. I I merely adopt, adopted the Tumblr. You were born in it. <laughs> um, I saw something. It's like a. It's been like a. Uh, people are calling the uh, since the series is done the the forever hiatus. <laughs> It's all that referred to, so that's pretty good. We're like day hundred and something into the forever hiatus. Oh my god! Um, so that's fun. Um, so yeah, I guess uh, barring any kind of news. So if you're listening to this, I know this is episode two. Um, a thank you uh, <laughs> um, to all six people who are probably listening. Um, and B, if there's some kind of Steven Universe shit you want us to look into. Uh, add us on Tumblr or come no, visit our Discord. On, add us on Twitter. Twitter. What? What is wrong with me? <laughs> I mean, do you want alphabetically or chronologically? Probably chronologically would probably be easier for me to keep up with. But the, <laughs> uh, but yeah, add us on uh, either Twitter or uh, there should be a link to our Discord um, in the uh, description of the episode. Uh, if there's now nah, there will be. I'm, I'm saying this, so I'll remember it when I start editing the episode. <laughs> uh, but yeah, come join us on Discord. We have a fun Discord community. It mostly talks about um, our other shows, but today I made a channel for Gay Space Rocks, so maybe people will talk about that. Um, but yeah, come talk to us. Tell us things you want to hear, because uh, we'll, we'll generate content all the live long day. Uh all right, I guess outside of that, probably need to get into the episodes this week. Yeah. So, first up, uh, episode four of season one of Steven Universe, Together Breakfast. The official synopsis is, Steven attempts to get the Crystal Gems to take part in his special breakfast tradition, but instead finds himself tumbling through magical rooms of the Crystal Temple. This doesn't see. Okay, so first off, episode synopsis is, None of these ever seem exactly correct about what's going on in the episode. This is not a breakfast tradition that Steven has created. He immediately is, like, he is just riffing on the stuff that he's finding in the kitchen. There is no tradition to speak of in this breakfast. Yeah. I mean, you know, it looks delightful. Uh, dubstep, uh, wobble base, strawberry and all. Yeah, but but this is this was not pre-planned. By no. any means. Anyways, the actual episode. So the episode begins in the morning. Uh, Steven's looking for the crystal gems. Uh, they're not around. Uh, so regardless, he decides to start making breakfast. Uh, he starts with waffles. Basically, as he's adding stuff to the together breakfast, he's looking for the crystal gems. Uh, finally, he gets the whole thing put together. Uh, Garnet warps in, uh, and she stands in the same position for a long time, which I can only assume is some sort of weird animation uh, budgetary concern where they don't have to animate garlic so that seems cheaper to make because uh, <laughs> she just stands there kind of holding her arm up in a weird position 
for like an odd amount of time. Um, she shows Steven a scroll that she says she has to burn. Steven says, cool, uh, takes a picture of it with his phone. She takes his phone to burn it. I found that fucking hilarious and I do not know why. Uh, I laughed my fucking ass off at that, and I did did, no idea why. When did this episode come out versus when did uh, uh, the whole Weeping Angels thing come out where, like, whatever has the likeness of an angel becomes an angel? Because that it had very much, like, that kind of vibe. Um, So Weeping Angels premiered, the first instance of Weeping Angels was in 2007 so way so this was way later than that yeah um so so i guess there's that um maybe it had maybe had that vibe i i thought it was like a more of like a like i was getting like necronomicon vibes like or like the ring or something like that i just found her taking his phone just oh yeah like, <laughs> um, then Amethyst shows up, uh, as the dumb police shoots Stephen <laughs> with a squirt gun. Uh, Stephen is legitimately upset about being called dumb, and I thought that was adorable. Um, then, uh, Pearl comes in with a sword that she found in Amethyst's room. She'd cleaned up Amethyst's room. She's very upset about it. Um, Stephen follows Pearl into her room. Uh, which is just all fountains and swords. Uh, he slips down one of the fountains into Amethyst's room, which is just basically a trash pile. Uh, Amethyst chases him for a little while. The whole time he's got the together breakfast with him. Uh, he fall, he finds the heart of the crystal heart of the crystal temple. Uh, he falls down a tube into the bubble room, um, which I guess we'll explore later, but it's the room where all the bubbled gems go. Uh, and Garnet is burning Steven's phone and that scroll. The scroll turns into a weird smoke monster. Garnet's trying to control it. Uh, Steven's interference breaks her concentration. Smoke monster escapes, uh, possesses the Together Breakfast. The Together Breakfast turns into an 80s horror monster. Uh, mm-hmm. It acquires the powers of a breakfast. Um and is about to beat the Crystal Gems until Steven summons uh, his inner strength and pushes the Together Breakfast into the fire, burns it alive. Uh, then we jump cut to the the Gems and Steven all making breakfast together. They make an even more together, even more breakfast, uh, but they can't bring themselves to eat it because it tried to kill them earlier and then they gave pizza at the end. Together so. to breakfast. Together to breakfast. Um... My very first note is backgrounds. I, I'm i going to talk about this maybe once an episode, but I love the background shots of Steven Universe. Like, the background art for Steven Universe is so good, and that, like, initial opening scene of Steven opening up the the, the windows and, like, the beach scene and everything like mm-hmm. that, I thought looked really, really good. Yeah, I, I noted backgrounds a couple of times as well, um, especially, like, the during the waterfall ride. That stuff was just so gorgeous. Yeah. Art in this show, super good. Um, also, I noticed uh, when Steven is making breakfast for himself, and this will kind of evolve, because like, it's obvious that like the gyms take care of Steven, but Steven takes care of Steven a lot. <laughs> um, yeah. 
Uh, and uh, it's interesting that Stephen makes the entire breakfast with like the safe appliances. Like yeah. he, you know, he uses a toaster and a microwave to make the whole thing. Yeah. Um, which is like the because he's like I don't know like eleven or something like that in these episodes. Uh, so it's it's pretty. Uh, I feel like that's very kid. Like they do a good job of like making Stephen feel like a kid. Like an actual kid, at least initially. Yeah. <laughs> He's gonna yeah. grow up real fast soon. Um, <laughs> shit's gonna go real bad for this little guy. So let's let him have a good time right now. Um, yeah, I I did note that too. That it was very interesting to me that like Stephen has almost a latchkey kid vibe here, um, because it's like his his mom's are out doing their jobs, which just happen to be dealing with alien artifacts or whatever. Right. Um, and they they do take care of Steven, but they also trust him to be in charge of his own destiny somewhat. Um, which, you know, I'll come back to this point in Frybo probably, because I have <laughs> another note about that in Frybo. <laughs> but fair. But yeah, um, I mean... Yeah. He, he definitely, he's definitely a kid, but he's allowed a certain amount of responsibility, but there is definitely some latchkey kid vibes here. Right, right. He's like a kid with like parents who are working, like all of yeah. his parents are working, like the gyms, they're out there doing their thing. His dad is working very hard. Um, the... I'm not going to talk about it, but like I like the, the evolution of Greg is very fun in this series. Um, mm-hmm. The so they in hindsight, there's so mi- so much like subtle little like clue dropping about stuff that goes on in this series that I'm already noticing. This is like what this is episode four. Mm-hmm. Um, and. Like, they're already putting out the hints there that, like, Garnet is a fusion. Like, in pretty clear ways and when you watch it in hindsight. Yeah. Uh, which, the, the uh, debate, like, the the amount of people who are like, Garnet's not a fusion. <laughs> the whole, <laughs> the, back in the day, it was very, very interesting. Um, I need to find some of that debate. I'm gonna find more of that debate when we get closer to the, the end of this season. Um... I also found this episode very funny. I do not know why. <laughs> just it like was, it was hilarious. It's true. Like everything was just dumb, and I love it. I love stupid dumb humor. Steven just like Garnet just deadpan about everything. Always kills me. Um, what was up with that wobble based strawberry? <laughs> <laughs> I love like again. And not a note that I've made, but like the music in this show is the fucking shit like i love it it slaps so hard mm-hmm. uh the the musicians who are like the in-house musicians for steven universe they are fucking phenomenal um also like i loved the like garnet and pearl having like big mom vibes and then amethyst has like big sister vibes yeah uh because like Garnet or Amethyst hardly never comes off as like Steven's mom, really. He she always comes off as like Steven's big sister. Yeah. Um, and 
this was a very they, their dynamic in this particular episode was very like sis, like very um siblingish to me mm-hmm. so um i liked that we as if we needed any more confirmation uh pearl is the queen of all sword lesbians yeah i i wrote down pearl as sword owning anime nerd confirmed I she's also wrote down nerd. that she's a dramatic bitch. Um, <laughs> but um, I do want to make a note. So I actually ended up watching five, six, and then four um, because I was trying to watch on the TV with Anya, but the TV wouldn't read uh, episode four. So we watched five and six, and then I came back and watched four later. Um, you mean from the entirely legit streaming service that we watched this on? Yeah. <laughs> Yes, entirely. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and so um, I just thought it was really interesting. I really enjoy uh, how playful Amethyst is with regards to her physical form. Um, because, like, you know, that'll come up later in the episodes that we watched. But it's nice to see that it's already, like, early, you know, relatively early on. And we're already seeing that with her... Uh, and uh, the shenanigans that she pulls in this yeah, episode. And, yeah, it's like a, it's a, like a core or a core character concept with with Amethyst that she is very fluid with her with her form. Like she she's of the the three crystal gems that we primarily interact with. She's the one most likely to like change her body on a regular basis, um, which mm-hmm. we'll, you'll see much more going forward. But it's true. Like they 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 do a lot of like. Again, like, in 11 minutes, they lay a lot of fucking groundwork. Is Like, they just, they pack as much shit as they can into 11 minutes without it still feeling, like, it still doesn't feel, like, rushed or overstuffed. Mm-hmm. Um, the, uh, I, I also like that the sister vibes with Amethyst continue when she's, like, chasing Steven, um... When it's obvious, like, I don't think, I, I feel like she doesn't actually give a shit about that breakfast. She's just yeah. fucking with Steven. Oh, yeah, um, absolutely. I don't know if Steven realizes that, but she's definitely just fucking with him. And because, like, the second, because she, she just turns it off the second she's like, Steven, hey, <laughs> you're on a dangerous thing now, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, every... And one of these episodes has a at least one moment, if not the entire thing, is horrifying. Uh, cause like the breakfast, I when the breakfast is possessed, it's like, oh, this is just an awful mon. This is an awful, awful monster. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It has it has all the powers of a balanced meal. Well, it's a it's a stacked meal at least. Um, <laughs> the I love. <laughs> The amethyst and just Pearl being like it's horrible just being like absorbed by whipped cream and I don't know why I found the giant waffle thing so fucking funny but I did I mean it's it's pretty absurd uh, um I think we get a hint I feel like at Steven's powers here too so like cause he like you'll see it when he's when he's more concerned about, like, protecting people... Like, protection is the thing that really, like, makes Steven's powers sort of come on. Yeah. Uh, and, like... So, 
as things progress, we'll see more and more of Steven's powers. But one of the things that he has is like super strength. Like he, he's extremely strong um, once his powers are kind of like fully there. And I think we, we start to see that when he's like afraid for the crystal gems. Like he just like picks this whole fucking giant monster up and just like, nope, yeet. Um, and puts it in the big fire. So it was nice to start seeing bits and pieces of like what Steven can do. Yeah. Outside of his shield. Well, I mean, you know, you could argue that it's sort of an extension of a shield because of how, like, he chooses to wield it. And I just knocked my desk. I'm sorry, Brian. Um, <laughs> it's okay. But, uh, yeah, I I found that part very interesting because he was not terribly, you know, he, he was kind of interested in, in, like, saving himself. But it was really when... Uh, his family was in danger that he was able to fight the monster back, which I mean, that's also like a really big, like uh magical girl slash shonen fighting anime trope. So, you know, it makes sense. Yeah. Steven universe is definitely an anime. Oh yeah, absolutely. This is, a, this is an anime show. Um, so yeah, I did. Uh, oh, go on. Oh, um, I, I did have a note here uh, about uh, Stephen after he shoves the monster into the, the fire. Um, I guess I dreamed too big. Like, that is incredibly fucking sad that quote-unquote dreaming too big is wanting to have breakfast with your guardians. Like, that is just so fucking sad. I know, it's like, and it's not like the, you know, the gyms are not... Like, at no point are they, like, malicious about Steven, and it's not like they dislike spending time with Steven, but at the beginning of this episode, it's more, like, especially, like, Garnet and Pearl are, like, yeah, they're doing the, like, put-upon parent thing, you know? Like, Garnet's like, listen, I've got to go take care of this shit, and Pearl's like, "Uh uh-huh, yeah, that's good, sweetie, like, and all Steven's wanting to do is just, like, spend time with them. Um, Yeah. And, because, like, that, like, very early on the show, like, a lot of... Steven's motivation is about wanting to spend more time with the crystal gems or be, you know, air quotes, be a crystal gem, you know, mm-hmm. um, as we'll get to in like cat fingers, uh, where he's like, one of his main concerns is like, he's never going to go on the magical adventures again. Like that's what he wants to, he just wants to spend time with the gems. Uh, and it's really like, it, it it's a very, it, it grounds a lot of the issues in this very, like, kid-shaped, uh, like, easy-to-identify-with-when-you're-younger motivation. Yeah. Um, without it being... Again, like, this is a this is a kid show that is having trust in its younger audience to get what the fuck they're trying to say here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think, th- you know, I, I think that you know, that sort of message would certainly speak to, like, a kid about Stephen's age, or, like, 11, 12 years old. Yeah. And I also thought that it was, you know, it. we saw this in the last episodes that we watched, but it's good to, to kind of have this reinforced that, like, the gems aren't blaming Stephen over this. Like, he's a kid, he fucks up, but ultimately, like, you know... I kind of blame them because he's pretty 
obviously saying, hey, I need attention, and they weren't giving it to him. Right, and that's a thing that's always interesting is that the gems are very rarely blameless in a situation. Like, they they aren't... I don't think ever they're like they're they're portrayed as like good supportive guardians for Steven um and even Greg too like but they're never they're never portrayed as like the perf like they make mistakes fucking constantly and the show goes through great lengths to show you people making mistakes and then people being forgiven for those mistakes or the people making up for those mistakes which will in season two, there's definitely a lot of that. Um, there's like a whole bomb <laughs> related to mm. that, I think. Um, but it's uh, it's an interesting thing that they go through in the show is like people are going to make mistakes and we're going to show you how those people how people like make up for those mistakes. Yeah. Uh, or don't sometimes. Sometimes it takes them a long fucking time to get around to it. Pearl. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, part of this, I can't help but wonder if this isn't, I don't know if this is supposed to be, like, convenient plot device, or, like, I can't help but reading some of this, and as some of their, like, failings as guardians, uh, the crystal gems, I mean, uh, I don't know what Greg's deal is yet, but, like, the, the gems are very clearly aliens, it's like, you know, is this meant to communicate some something about how they don't know oh my god don't scare me like that computer sorry my monitors fell asleep um <laughs> and and since i have a computer that actually like properly enters sleep mode it's like oh shit don't don't do this um anyway uh if it's meant to communicate how they have difficulties relating to steven as a largely human child I think I think it's because they are Stephen's guardians, but they're not like you know we call you know the crystal gems are air quotes Stephen's moms, right? But they're not really Stephen's moms; they're his guardians. So they they you know Rose you know for for effect like you know the the allegory and the story is like Rose died, and now they have to take care of this kid that they weren't necessarily prepared for, you know. Um, yeah, but I mean, at the same time, it's like people have to take care of kids that they're not prepared for all the time, and that doesn't make them any less parents. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I, I think like, like you could. Sorry, go ahead. Oh yeah, I, some of it is like them treating. They kind of get into the duality of like what Stephen feels like about not not a hundred percent being a human or not feeling like he fits in as a human you know because mm-hmm. like as the series progresses steven becomes less and less like the human protagonist <laughs> you know he we get another we get another character to be like the grounding i'm the human human here mm-hmm. um but um uh, but yeah i don't i don't know it i i think they're using the them not relating to him as like a as like a human as like more of an allegory of like parents not being able to relate to relate to their kids when dealing with their own issues. Mm. So I don't know. It's a good point though. Yeah. But I mean like, you know, they're definitely like meant to, to show like a blended family. Like that is 100% what's going on here. Right. Exactly. For sure. 
Um, yeah, I think, yeah, the last thing I had written down is, man, they suck as guardians sometimes, huh? Oh, so. they do. Yeah, more, well, we'll get into more of their, their not being the world's greatest guardians as the, as the series progresses. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's move on to episode five. Friday. Oh, boy. Because we have to. What the fuck is a boardie? Is that what they're calling the townies? Anyways. I guess. Like, the official you know, synopsis boardwalk. is... Yeah, I guess... Yeah, I guess the official synopsis is... Stephen helps a boardie kid with his grueling job by using a magical gym shard that can bring clothing to life. That is basically... I guess that's what happens. Um, so the I episode mean, starts yeah. off with uh, Stephen searching for his pants uh, when Pearl comes in. <laughs> It's a good setup. Um, she's searching for a gym shard. Uh, she starts talking to Steven about how dangerous the gym shard is, but Steven is lost in his own internal monologue. Uh, the pants run by in the background, and it fucking slayed me. Uh, it was very good. Because, <laughs> um, like, the camera doesn't try and focus on it. It's just like, it's there. Um, uh, so uh, Steven discovers his pants. Um, running around, he chases them down, gets them on, makes a terrible joke, um, about the, wearing the pants in the relationship. Um, I wrote down, in Soviet Russia, pants wear you, not realizing exactly where the, the rest of this episode was going, so. Um, so Stephen goes down to town trying to find Pearl <coughs> to give her this gym shard back. Um, when he runs into his friend Petey. Uh, who is in the Freibo costume being accosted by seagulls, which is the real actual scariest part of this episode I could possibly <laughs> think of. Yeah. Um, uh, Petey doesn't want to be Freibo. Uh, he's he's the son of Mr. Fryman, the bits guy uh, that we had previously seen in episode two. Is that laser light cannon? Yeah, that's episode two. Um, and... Uh, so Petey's like, I don't want to wear this costume. Steven's like, I've got an idea. Uh, and then he gets in the costume and is accosted by seagulls. And then he's like, well, let's try this other idea. Uh, and he puts the gym shard in it. Uh, Frybo comes to life. He grows terrifying fry legs. <laughs> um, and then uh, Steven and Petey uh, go off and let Frybo do his thing. Uh, Petey has an existential crisis. Uh, they hear screaming from the fry shop. Uh, Frybo has gone buck fucking wild. He's attacking uh, townies. Uh, he's shoving fries into people's faces. He attacks uh, Petey's dad. Petey's dad gives this heartfelt monologue, uh, th thinking that his son is is still in the Frybo costume, even though it's obviously come to life somewhat. <laughs> Uh, well, I mean, like, this This just kind of demonstrates how, like, weird life in Beach City is that Mr. Fryman, like, the Frybo costume is accosting things with tentacle fries, and Mr. Fryman doesn't bat an eyelash about the possibility that his kid is in there just fucking doing that. Right, exactly. Like, oh, this is just how things are. Um... Steven tries to fight uh, Frybo. Pearl shows up, also fights Frybo, stabs it in the eye. It does this horrifying, it bleeds mustard and ketchup. It's awful. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the whole thing is awful. Uh, Steven uses the remaining crystal uh, shards that Pearl had to animate all of his clothing, including his underwear. 
So he's buck naked fighting this fucking fry monster. They eventually tear the gym out of it. Um, and then they give Frybo a Viking funeral. The end. Uh. I have Frybo is terrifying written down here twice. (laughs) In two separate locations. (laughs) He's terrifying twice. He's like, exactly like his first appearance is awful. Uh, And his second appearance is even worse because I have that written down in fucking capital letters. (laughs) Um. To start off with, uh, Steven and I have the same, uh, apparently, system for organizing laundry, which is put it in a pile somewhere. Yeah. Uh, uh, I feel. I feel a lot. I I used to do that, so I'm right there with you. Uh, Pearl saying, you're a mess, Steven. I'm just, like, fucking mood. True. No, Steven says that about himself. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Sorry. I don't think Pearl would be that mean. Um... Pearl or Steven's monologue, internal monologue while Pearl is talking is like the most ADHD mood. Yeah. Uh, like that is me. Sometimes when people talk at me, I'm just like catch up at the end of the conversation. Like, uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> That's me at work constantly. Like, oh, I pa- I just spaced out in the middle of this. I got the first in the beginning. I'll put the middle parts together. Um, the pants gag is great. It is. Uh, it's so good. <laughs> it's just like it, like the pants running around in the background and then uh, Stephen pointing at them and being like, that's unusual. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> it's oh. you can feel the it, it's in the, the comedy, the parts where they're trying to be funny. You can feel a lot of the like the residual Adventure Time vibes coming through, yes. I think. Yes. Uh, and actually, uh, I have it written down three times that Frybo is terrifying. <laughs> uh, good. Uh, <coughs> I didn't expect for this uh, episode to be like these three episodes just to be back to back horror. Um, I don't know what was going on. Um, the. Uh, when he first meets Petey, like, <sighs> Petey is a hilarious character, especially as the series goes on. But in this episode, like, I feel like the real horror of this episode is Petey. <laughs> no, the real, the real horror of the episode. Okay, they're actually, anyway, okay, okay. okay. So <laughs> there are two separate threads here, one of which I actually wrote a whole bunch about, and one of which I only, like, vaguely touched on in my notes but which is like in the front of my mind through most of watching this episode. The the true horror here is like what capitalism does to people and their self-worth and how they view their family and things like that. Like that is the crux of what's going on with Petey here. It's very true. Like Petey's monologue is like the most like broken like corporate like just like burned out by the capitalist machine fucking I, like some character in fight club would give the monologue that pd gave oh yeah absolutely i wrote here pd is a boomer icon uh, <laughs> pd is the oldest character in steven universe <laughs> yeah yeah but like i 
I guess kind of skipping ahead slightly since we're on the subject of like PD and his monologue, like I found the juxtaposition, wow, that's how you say that word, uh, the juxtaposition of PD talking about a quote unquote real job as being something that produces versus Stephen talking about the crystals jobs, which is when you boil it down, it's service to the community. And, you know, PD, who is steeped in the capitalist ideals that have presumably been given to him by his father, kind of like devaluing that kind of service. And it's also interesting the way that, you know, the gems are typically represented as being female, even though they're fucking rocks. They're female. Uh, that, like, yeah. yeah. Um, and so that, that work is devalued by society it's you know there's there's a lot to unpack there yeah that's true and like steven is like steven is regularly like you know the smile like steven is you know it's the juxtaposition between like trying to produce something and doing something because it's fulfilling Mm -hmm. like steven obviously like, you know, if you're taking it in, like, the, the purely metaphorical sense here, like, Stephen is doing his air quotes job because he finds it interesting and fulfilling and, and fun to him. Like, it's the thing he wants to do. Uh, yeah. And PD is doing his job because is the thing he has to do. Um, yeah. And that's, uh, it is a lot. It's a, a whole lot. Well, he's... There's also there's also the other level of both of these kids are doing these things to gain approval from their parents because Petey wanted to do this because he wanted like he wanted his dad's approval, basically, or at least that's what I got got out of the situation. Yeah. And, you know, Stephen, you know, very clearly wants the approval of and to do things with the gems yeah, exactly. Like they're both seeking this this parental sort of, uh, you know, like rubber stamp on the activities that they do. Uh, I yeah. guess like the difference is like Stephen likes this thing though. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's definitely a huge difference. Um. Uh. Then we get back to Frybo being the worst thing. Yeah. Uh, when it, God, I, I forgot the part where he gets stabbed in the eye and then bleeds. Yeah, uh, it's a lot. And fuck. and Pearl getting a face full of ketchup and just being like, oh, I can't see. <laughs> Pearl is such a dramatic bitch. She is. She is a messy bitch who lives for drama, and I love her. I love her so much. Um, It just, uh, uh that th- th- fucking... PD being like, I hate you. I've always hated you. Mm-hmm. Um, the Steven mobilizing his underwear is the weirdest thing I've ever had to see with my human eyes. <laughs> I feel What's like I blocked it out. Thing you've had to you've had to see with your raccoon eyes, though. I've seen some shit with my raccoon eyes. <laughs> <laughs> um, fucking. <laughs> That awful joke when he pulls the gym out of the fry bowl. <laughs> when I showed my butt, I knew he'd crack. <laughs> yeah. It's I mean, so bad. <laughs> it, it's so bad, but it really is the kind of thing a fucking 11-year-old boy would say. It's true. He he loves 
he loves puns so much. Yeah. Uh, protect him. Um, no one will. It, <laughs> it, it was uh, nice that uh, Mr. Fryman uh, basically told Petey that he has value whether he's you know, quote unquote, contributing. Yeah, like he, uh, like Fryman, Mr. Fryman realizes, like, oh, I've, I've fucked up. I've done, like, when Mr. Fryman thinks his kids become a horrible eldritch monster, and it's just chill with that part. Um, mm-hmm. um, it's just like, oh no, I have, I have done, I have pushed my son too hard. This is all of my fault. I realize what I've done. And I think it's, that's coming back to like what we were saying. That someone's like, the show does a good job about showing parents fucking up and then trying to do their best to like make up for that mistake. Like mm-hmm. Mr. Fryman's like, oh, okay, I have fucked up here clearly. Uh, I have made my son like extremely unhappy to the point he's become a terrifying monster and is murdering people. Uh, yeah. I must talk him now. <laughs> Like, no anger or maliciousness in Mr. Fryman's voice. Yeah. And, I don't know, like, so, uh, the the main thing that I took a bunch of notes about uh, kind of relates to, like, parents fucking up. Mm-hmm. Uh, because, like, the, the whole thing with Frybo kind of, like, harkens back to, you know, a lot of the different folklore about like constructs that have been given life uh through you know either magic or you know in some cases scientific if you're going off of like frankenstein's monster or certain robots or whatever uh, specifically like to serve the community um and a lot of those stories are allegories for like understanding the gravity of bringing new life into this world and taking responsibility for treating that life with respect and teaching it how to uh, properly navigate the world, um, teaching it like proper uh, the proper values of like community and caring about others, um, and this is definitely one of those stories. Um, except it's like technically Stephen is the one who fucks up. Uh, especially because, you know, you've got the whole, you know, Stephen not realizing, oh, hey, this is something that, you know, takes what I say very literally because it's essentially a baby that has no understanding of the world. And so, like, it was just interesting to see Stephen being the parent who fucked up. And it was also interesting that he absolutely did not try to hide his mistakes when Pearl was asking him what was going on. I love that. Like, Pearl, did you put the Jim in the fry, Frybo costume? Yes. Didn't you hear me talking about all the death? No. <laughs> yeah, but it was also good because it's like he didn't feel the need no, to did, have yeah. to hide that. that that's like, what, like, it wasn't... Steven doesn't understand the idea of like lying to the Crystal Gems, at least not at this point, you know? Like, he doesn't feel the need that he, oh, I have messed up. They, you know, they're going to be mad at me. Like, it's like the, I've messed up, you know, uh, they're going to help me, you know? Yeah. Uh, he understands that, like, by admitting his mistakes to the Crystal Gems, they will help him with the problem. Yes. Which is a weird, that's not how relationships with parents work. <laughs> Fantasy what? bullshit. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I I did think that was very interesting. Um, like, 
uh, you see that, um, you know, you see that referenced a lot with like the the Jewish tradition of uh, the golem. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I just uh, thought that was very interesting, especially given the themes of parental fucking up. Yeah, that's fair. I hadn't I hadn't thought I, I don't know as much about that, but that's a really interesting that's like a really interesting point. And you have a you, like it is it's sort of like showing how that I think you can kind of extrapolate from from the thing that you're saying, like showing the how that issue gets compounded generationally Mm because it goes from like Mr. Fryman down to Petey and then sort of into Steven. Steven definitely fucked up here. It gets a little muddled when we get to the Steven area, I feel like, but yeah. Did you say something? No. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, I was just agreeing with you and a little bit meowed at one point. Mm, Okay. That's why I heard hi a little bit. Um, so yeah, um, I enjoyed all of Steven's clothes giving the Frivo costume a a, a Viking funeral. Yeah. It's just (laughs) so weird art wise. I feel like at least in these, these three episodes, the artists were just going fucking ham. They're just like, we're going to draw the weirdest shit. Let's do it. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. One hundred percent. A hundo. Okay. All right. Well, let's move on to cat fingers. Who boy? <laughs> they definitely they are burying the lead really hard on this official synopsis. So, episode six of season one, Cat Fingers. Steven attempts to master the power of shape-shifting, but he can only manage to shape-shift his fingers into tiny cat heads. <laughs> That's not what happens in this episode, official synopsis. Yeah, mm, official synopsis, did you even watch I don't think they episode? watched this show. Um, so, episode begins with Steven and Greg. They're cleaning Mayor Dewey's van. It's a van with a big version of Mary Dewey's head on top of it. Um, the... They have a little bit of a water fight. Uh, a cat shows up that's clearly Amethyst. Uh, Greg is confused <laughs> by this. Don't know why. He's hung out with these gems for a long time. Um, they make Greg way more naive in these early episodes. And by the things get like later on, he's like, yeah, the gems are just weird. And I don't hang out with them. <laughs> like, um, so uh, Amethyst, uh, they go back to the temple Um Steven asks Pearl if all crystal gems can shapeshift, and Pearl's like, yeah, yeah, we can shapeshift. We can turn into objects or animals or, you know, a version of me spanking my own butt and going honk for some reason. Um, Yeah. And uh, Steven asks Amethyst to show him shapeshifting powers. Uh, So Steven tries to turn into the cat that Amethyst was. He only accomplishes turning one of his fingers into a tiny cat head, which initially is in fact very cute. Um, Steven goes and shows his dad, who is understandably a little freaked out, but supportive of his son's decisions. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> then he goes to get a donut, Sadie and Lars, my two favorite townies, um, are like, oh, that's that's cool. And like uh, Sadie pets the cat and it is, she's like, why are you making it pretty? It's like, oh, I'm not really doing that. 
Um, uh, Lars suggests that the cat needs more friends. Steven turns the rest of his hand into tiny cat fingers. Uh, then he ends up with two hands worth of cat fingers. Uh, it's causing him problems because the cat fingers don't like to be fingers. Uh, the gyms head on out on the gym sloop uh, to go uh, fight a living island, or so says Amethyst. Uh, Steven tries to chase after them, but cannot because the cat fingers, they hate being wet. Pearl freaks out when she realizes all of Steven's fingers are fucking cats, uh, but they have to go fight the living island. Uh, Steven tries to uncat finger his fingers, uh, but in fact turns more parts of himself into cats. He goes to his dad, where he's become a horrifying fucking cat head monster. It's the fucking worst thing in the world. Greg is like, oh my god, my son. <laughs> um, they realize water is the key. Um, Greg sprays it with a hose. It doesn't do it, so he has to go through the car wash. It's this whole fucking thing. Um, at the end, yeah. the gems come back. Pearl is understandably very doting on Steven. Uh, she's like, you should never listen to Amethyst. Amethyst is like, yeah, you probably should never listen to me. Garnet gives Steven credit for figuring his own problem out. Um, Steven makes cat puns. Uh, roll to bl- fade to black. Star wipe. So cat yeah, fingers. I, I have written down, uh, written down here, uh, someone watched Akira one too many times, TBH. Oh my god, yeah, you're right, this is the most, like, we had Evan, Ga- like, Evangelion arrived on Steven Universe in the last, ep- in our last episode, and fucking Akira is here this week. In multiple forms, frankly. Yeah. Um, the, oh, one thing I forgot to mention, uh, in, in episode five, so, so all of the townies who are getting attacked by Frybo... We will get literally there are like no background characters in Steven Universe because every person in that scene who's like a background character getting attacked by Frybo, literally every one of them is going to get a spot like multiple spotlight episodes. Uh, which is great. I love the town. I love like they make you give a fuck about Beach City uh, as this series goes on. Um, I do like the slow escalation of shit like shit just slowly goes wrong in this episode. Uh, yeah. And the one cat finger is, in fact, actually pretty cute. At least I thought I so. I mean, I guess I guess that just goes to show that, like, all things in moderation. <laughs> That's right, kids. One, one head on a cat? Cute. 50 heads on a cat? Probably less cute. <laughs> probably. Maybe. Depends on the cat, I feel like. <laughs> yeah. Um... The first note I had was that it is nice to see uh, Stephen bonding with Greg. Um, I'm still not 100% clear on, like, the exact shape of their relationship, but it is nice that Greg is in his life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the I don't 100% know why Greg lives in a van uh, all the time, um, but I know that, like, I mean... The gyms don't have real jobs. So somebody pays for all of Steven's food and clothes and everything. <laughs> so. So yeah. Greg, Greg is doing like making sure his kid's taken care of in, in some way, shape or form by washing the mayor's van. And then Mayor Dewey being like the slimiest politician. Like, ah, thank you for free stuff, peon. Uh, yeah. Mayor Dewey. 
clap, clap, clap. Um, <laughs> it's got like a hockey chant vibe. I've realized that. It really does. Um, the weird little antagonistic relationship between like uh, Amethyst and Pearl is pretty fun. Yeah. Uh, I I do think that so shape-shifting like this in general like just as a a trans person uh is just very interesting to me. Uh it's very clear that Amethyst could look like anything that she wants to look like. Uh so what does that tell us about her character design like you know how much of her character design in universe is intentional for her um and it also like the entire episode like i have mixed feelings about like what is this supposed to be saying about body modification and like I can't tell if it's necessarily making a value judgment about body modification or I don't know. Like some parts of this episode are interesting and some parts of them just don't sit well with me as a, I don't want to use the term transhumanist because that's got a whole bunch of eugenics baggage, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, what are the parts that don't like, so I think Pearl is generally more of a concern. Like, so the thing that we'll come to find out, I'm just going to kind of go ahead and spoil it here. Like, Pearl and Garnet uh, come from, like, the gym homeworld. Mm-hmm. Uh, Amethyst did not. Uh, Amethyst was, like, born and made on Earth. Huh. And is much younger, never, never experienced gym culture. Uh, which is interesting because I think right here they're starting to set up the fact that, like, Amethyst doesn't really act like the other two. Yeah. Uh, which is very inter- – like, and is, in fact, more in line personality-wise with Steven than she is with the other Crystal Gems. Yeah, definitely. So. So I think part of that is, like, everybody's relationship evolves. Like, we got a long way to go on this series. Um and, yeah, well. Yeah. And the the shape-shifting stuff is interesting because, like, I think Pearl isn't, like, I don't think Pearl thinks the shape-shifting is weird. I think that she, like, doesn't want Amethyst to keep acting all, like, weird and irresponsible. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I'm also talking, like, from the perspective of the narrative, because, like, Steven is trying really hard to uh, alter his body, and it ends up, like, turning him into a blob of cat faces. Like, I don't know, it's... I can't suss out what the show wants me to take away from that. And I don't know if it's, it, I, I wonder if it's, it, it, 
I wonder if it's returning to the like the theme that we've been seeing in the other three, like the other two episodes, of like the gems are not doing a great job about showing Stephen how to actually like they don't know how Stephen's powers work um, by comparison to their own powers, and so they are not they're not doing a great job about preparing Stephen about how these things are going to work for him. Mm-hmm. Because like Amethyst just is like, oh, he turned his cat into a finger and then pisses off. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you know, maybe, maybe it's maybe they're they're returning to that theme of like this weird disconnect between the gems and Steven and they're not understanding him and what he necessarily needs. Uh because in this episode, he has to like he has to go find, you know, he has to go find that that help the solution for the problem in his like his other guard. Like the gems aren't there to help him, so he has to go to his other guardian to help him with this problem. Yeah, yeah, I can definitely see um, some of that, and I have a little bit about that written down too. Um, I do love uh, Greg's pr- line of, like, that's pretty cool. And I wrote down here, Greg, that's pretty cool. Translation, Jesus, what the fucking fuck? <laughs> yeah. Like, Greg Greg choosing to be a supportive a supportive father uh, is uh, very, you know, it's it's very nice. Like, it's, it's clear he does not understand what's going on and that he finds it clearly off-putting. But because he loves Steven, he's going to support him in whatever Steven wants to do. Right. And then we also come back to the town, like, the town, like, Sadie is just like, oh, Steven can turn his finger into a cat. That's cool. Like, not... Yeah. <laughs> like, how, I guess weird stuff just... Why Why does Ronaldo need a blog to keep Beach City weird? It seems that's just weird enough that everyone accepts it all. Yeah. <laughs> um... Yeah, the, the weird ain't going anywhere, Ronaldo. Nah, it's fine. You can chill. You're just here to stay. I love how mean Lars is. <laughs> Lars is so shitty. He's such a shitty teenage boy. It's it's very fun. Uh, it's so good. Lars and Sadie are my favorites. Um, I don't know. So maybe... Maybe... Uh, the... the shape-shifting backfiring is is meant to be like I don't know like don't let your desire to change yourself ruin your you know ruin your life it could be because it like a lot of the time like the escalation isn't like he every time he got to more fing- more cat fingers right it's like he was he was showing off this power Mm-hmm. And then he he pushed himself too hard, maybe maybe that's what it's trying to say. Like, I don't know. The message is rather mixed here. Yeah, although like, it is. I do like the way that Greg has to be the one to kind of like ground Stephen, uh, and I loved the the whole. 
you know, Stephen being like, I'm a monster, and Greg being like, you're not a monster, you're my son. Yeah, that was that very was, sweet. It was incredibly heartwarming. Um, and, you know, it's it's nice, like, Greg is not a magically inclined individual. He seems to be just a bog-standard uh, human being, but he's still... I don't want to say useful, but he can still you get know, shit still... done. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Greg is definitely like when this will come up during the show. Like Greg obviously doesn't understand what's going on, but when something is happening and he feels like he needs to do something, he's more than willing to just get in there and fucking do it when he has to. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, I feel like uh, the gyms have a sloop because people thought the words gym sloop was funny together. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I I think you're you're probably right. I do really enjoy the fact that the gyms are off having adventures off screen, um, just because I'm one of those people. Like one of my favorite. Uh, tropes is the idea of things that happen after the great big adventure or things that are happening, you know, off to the side of the great big adventure. So, you know, keeping the frame focused on Steven while the gems are going off and saving the world is just very fun to me. And I enjoy how the, uh, the team feels like they can just throw out a bunch of random bullshit because they don't have to actually... Uh, cash the check that they're writing with we have to go fight a living island right exactly yeah it's very fun like they, they do it, it helps build the world in a very like interesting way because eventually like right now we're focusing on very grounded steven problems like mm-hmm. um but eventually like the scope you know the scope grows over the five seasons um, mm-hmm. but it, it lets you know, like, oh yeah, all this stuff is going to be there. Like it's out there and we're going to get to it eventually. But right now, Steven's got all these cat fingers we got to deal with. Yeah. Um, uh, I like Steven being like, it's nothing. I just turned all my fingers into cats is basically every time I'm sick and uh, people are like, you need to go to the doctor. I'm like, nah, it's just a little cough. <laughs> <sighs> uh, I feel like it's that same energy. Yeah. Um, the uh the music uh when steven is uh the cat monster at the car wash really helps to sell the mood oh when, yeah once again the music in the show slaps it is uh very choice uh i also wrote uh this is like an adorable version of the end of the fly when steven is like like it's it, oh it, it it's very much like turn on turn on the car wash is the same vibe of like the fly monster picking up the shotgun in the fly. I feel like Jesus Christ. <laughs> I I don't think you're wrong is the thing. Uh the I just like it, I, I think here again we we see Steven like going through great lengths to protect like Steven calls upon this like great strength to like keep the cat the the horde of cat monsters from attacking Greg by like holding them back with like obscene amount of strength for an 11 year old child yeah yeah um but yeah like 
You're right. I don't. I, I saw it as. I think what the intent, because like with Garnet comes when the gems come back at the end, I think maybe we get a bit of what the moral is. The text is trying to say the moral is supposed to be of like mm-hmm. Stephen. Because like Pearl talks about overdoing it. Um, and then so does Amethyst. She's like, you don't want to go too hard too fast. Um, yeah. At the beginning. And then Steven sort of does when he's showing off to all the townie people. Um, yeah. But then he, with the help of Greg, but, uh, you know, it's Steven who figures out what the solution of the problem is. Greg just helps him enact it. Um, you know, and it's Steven, it's about Steven, like, pushing himself too hard, getting in too deep. But then being able to figure out a way back out of it without needing, without needing some, like, no one, people helped him, but he figured out the solution. Yeah. So maybe that's what we're going for with the moral? Maybe. Like I said, it's just as a, a, a trans person who would one billion percent do a bunch of random bullshit if they had, uh, shape-shifting powers, like... This uh, this episode just felt really weird. That's fair. I don't know if it necessarily like. Obviously, I don't have that perspective. Um, yeah. And I, I am part of my review of this is also like I'm not necessarily separating it from the wider wider show especially i'm trying to keep it in the context of season one because that would be the obviously by the time they get to season three they didn't have you know they may have had an outline for that but they didn't have like a you know firm understanding of what they're doing and the show evolves as you know as things go on as shows do Mm -hmm. um but the season one stuff is interesting because they, they definitely do talk about like They don't necessarily get, like, deep into gender stuff. Uh, and the shape-shifting becomes, like, just, especially when it comes to Amethyst. Steven doesn't shape-shift as much. Probably because Steven's traumatized about shape-shifting now that I think about it. Uh, Gee, I wonder why. Weird. Um, but Amethyst just, like, she shape-shifts constantly as the show goes on. Um, and it's not really commented on. Uh, except in a, there's another episode, um, but I think it has a, there, we're going to have another shape. I think maybe they come at this again. Mm. Uh, I don't know if it's in this season or if it's in next season, but it's another amethyst in shape-shifting episode where I think they come at this same idea again and maybe they have a clearer, more concise message about it and like self-representation and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So. Okay. We'll think we'll, we'll get to that when that comes up. Um okay. I My think apologies. that's what I don't understand. Yeah, cuz I wasn't talking to you. <laughs> um Uh let's see. All right. So, that concludes episodes 4, 5 and 6. Um next time we're going to be watching episodes 7, 8, and 9, Bubble Buddies. I'm so excited. Uh, oh, boy. Uh, Serious Steven, and then Tiger Millionaire. 
the wrestling episode. Oh, I have seen Tiger Millionaire before. Oh, sweet. It was it was before uh, you and Anya completed my transformation into somebody who likes wrestling, <laughs> but I have seen Tiger Millionaire before. Tiger Millionaire is a pretty good one. Actually, these next three episodes are good and not horrifying at all. So that oh, would be nice. We don't get another horrifying episode until so many birthdays. So that's fun. Oh, boy. Um, But I'm so excited for Bubble Buddies because we get. uh, We're going to get Connie. So that's nice. I'm excited for Connie yeah. to join the show. Um, Jade Harley looking motherfucker. I don't know who Jade Harley. Who's Jade Harley? Uh, she's a character from Homestuck, and her character design is very similar to Connie's. I mean, she has. I'm looking at this character. This character has no arms and glasses, and that's all. And in feet, <laughs> I'm not seeing it. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> we'll have this discussion next time. Yes. Um, so yeah, like I said, hit us up on Twitter. Uh, I'm at RoomwearPod. Uh, you can find the show uh, at Gay Space Pod. Hit up our podcasting guild at a Stones underscore Standing. Um, you can find uh, August. Talk about where they can find you. Oh, uh, you can find me on the internet because I live here. Uh, at Harpy Dora on Twitter. Uh, the other podcast I do at FTL cast and also dumb kid, dumb kids playing hero, which Brian is on. He rolls really well. It's very frustrating. It is. Dante should be dead. Uh, 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 you can also check us out, uh, on our Twitch. Uh, it's twitch.com forward slash roomware pod for now. Uh, we'll be switching over to the Standing Stones Twitch once we finish Metal Gear Solid. Uh, we're we're getting to the very end. We're get nearing the end of Metal Gear Solid Five, and our our purgatory will soon end. Um, we will bid adieu to Hot Hot's a lot. Oh boy! And Big Boss and all of the bottoms on Mother Base. <laughs> um. <laughs> It's going to be so weird when we switch over to Bioshock, but we carry the same energy into Bioshock. <laughs> you know, it it's it's what the people want. It's true. And by the people, just us. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, hit us up on Twitter. Uh, join our Discord. Our Discord is very nice. It's a very fun, uh, nice place full of nice people. Uh, and... Uh, I guess until next time, fuck capitalism, Petey. Petey, fuck capitalism, buddy. Uh, go home. <laughs> go home, Petey. <laughs> <laughs>